pro wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. At That WrestlePod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I am Jason Marchuka, and the guys are all back this week. Brian Christie, hello. It's good to be with you, fellas. Kevin Cox, hello. What's up, guys? And Joe Cool, hello. Hey, what's going on? So all this right, week, all right. no, you, I'm that. Sorry. you went too far. You went too far. Start God, over. Damn. Start over. Kevin's usually the one that goes too far. Hey, I'm, I'm Joe. I'm Joe. I wear sunglasses indoors. I'm cool. I go too far. Whatever, man. All right. Start all over. right. So this, uh, this week we're doing something a little different with the show. Uh, it's one about, it's, it, it's a show about one of my favorite things, pro wrestling merchandise. And, uh, you know, it's all about the collectibles. It's about the belts, the T-shirts, the figures, um, everything that could be made with a wrestling person on it. We're going to talk about it tonight. But before we get into that, we're going to start the show like we do every week. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today, today? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? Because this is a wrestling podcast, wrestling shirts are mandatory. And every week we will check in on what the cast and crew are wearing. I decided to break out since this is a merch episode. I went with the WrestleFest t-shirt from our friends at Homage. Uh, If you like those old school soft style retro shirts, Homage is the way to go. Uh, Joe, what do you got this week? Uh, this week I have the Mega Powers Explode in honor of the Garbage Pail Kids. So it is the artistic work of like drawn like Garbage Pail Kids from the 80s. And it's Hogan and Savage punching each other with an explosion in the background. Where would one pick up a Garbage Pail Kids wrestling t-shirt? I ended up finding it at Hot Topic. So you could find huh. it at Hot Topic's website, uh, about 20 bucks. That's a good pickup. I, I think that was part of the uh, hot cast conversation we had a few weeks ago. On <laughs> yes. uh, Kevin, we'll go to you. What are you wearing this week? Since we're all looking so glamorous tonight, uh, I decided I wanted to also wear something glamorous. It's the Chris Jericho <laughs> shirt. That's uh, nice. so- I uh, also picked this up at Hot Topic. It was actually on, on discount. I think I got it for like $12, but it's just like so hot pink. It's, it's bending down his glasses, looking at it. Uh, my wife made fun of me when I put it on, so I knew that it was going to be an awesome shirt. So, Bargain shopper, be thy name. Wow. And uh, we'll wrap it up with Brian. What are you uh, wearing this week? Before I get to that, Joe, with Garbage Pail Kids, I know the cards used to always have the nicknames. So do they have nicknames? Like, is it literally Scary Terry for Hulk, right? <laughs> scary no. Terry? No? No, okay. no nickname on the bottom. No right. uh, macho madness or anything like that. Nothing. Okay. All right. Not a worry. Well, for my shirt, guys, I, I went with the guy that I got to feel like started the wrestling merchandise. Boom. I'm talking about Hulk Hogan. I got my Hulkamania shirt on. And I oh. figure, you know, that's kind of what started it all with uh, him and the Vin Man. In the WWF 80s heyday. And make sure to go to social media, Twitter and Instagram. Use the hashtag TWP shirt 
and uh, show us what shirt you're wearing. Because if you are listening to that wrestling podcast, there is a 97.3% chance you are wearing a pro wrestling shirt. And if you want to support that wrestling podcast, we are independent. We are on our own. We have no big corporations behind us. We have a t-shirt store at whatamaneuver.net. Just go to whatamaneuver.net, search that wrestling podcast and pick up a t-shirt. Now, this episode is, like I said, it's a little different. We're talking about professional wrestling merchandise. And for me, the earliest memory of pro wrestling merchandise are the big rubber LJN figures. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the memories of that, that line, you know, I've got two. And uh, the, one, the one Christmas, my mom bought me a bunch of them. She had to put them on layaway at Hills Department Store, which I know is I know I'm aging myself with layaway and Hills Department Store. But I remember it was like 10 to 15 of them she put on layaway and it was a great Christmas. And then that Christmas, I remember uh, I I don't know why at seven years old I had a camera, but I was taking pictures of the wrestling figures in the ring. So I essentially created wrestling figure photography with my pictures now. Unfortunately, going through storage, I could not find any of those pictures. But um, just know I created uh, wrestling figure photography. So, Brian, I feel like uh, wrestling figure photography is a new channel on Peacock, by the way. We're going to have to look that up. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I had a couple as well. I had a good handful. Uh, I had Hulk. I had Andre with the blue tights and the poofy hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, Piper. And I might have had either uh, Nikolai Volkov or Junkyard Dog. But I had those, and I, I didn't have the ring. And one of my neighborhood friends did. So that was one that, uh, you know, you, you get together with the boys in the neighborhood, you, you play with those. So I started with those. And then I also started with um, the thumb wrestlers, where you had mm. put your, your – th- <laughs> sorry mean gene sorry sorry i'm getting you, here, but you had to put your thumb in the back of the wrestler and um, i'll see if i can find the photo i think i've shared it with you guys before of maybe my ninth birthday i've got a, a birthday cake with like junkyard dog and nikolai volkoff thumb wrestlers on the cake and the cake's like a little wrestling ring yeah that's how it all started for me too man joe i know i had the savage i had junkyard dog volkoff and chic because the chic had the uh, pointy boots i had the uh george animal steel um those are the ones i and jesse ventura in his walk like an egyptian pose for some reason if anyone remembers that but brian i had the ring and what my older brother and i you said you invented uh wrestling photography i think we figure wrestling figure figure photography get it right yes i think we invented the royal rumble because like back when that came out in like 85 we would put all the ljns in the ring he'd take one side i take the other and we would just shake the crap out of it until there was only one wrestler left in there and that's who would end up being the ultimate like you know over the top rope battle royal winner so So we invented the royal rumble no, you. That's a battle royal, not the Royal Rumble. But hey, no, 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 but, uh, but we, uh, we, we we invented it. <laughs> no, uh, Kevin, you uh, you have a, a history of like flea market finds and like Facebook marketplace finds. Uh, you have LJNs with you, don't you? I can I see do. it in your face. 
I, I do. Joe mentioned the, the walk like an Egyptian Ventura. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, you guys were naming all the guys up. You know, I got I got the Hogan, yeah. George the Animal Steel, Hillbilly Jim. I'm looking at Macho Man. I'm looking at Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Yeah, I have a, a well, about twelve of them and collector case. Uh, but yeah, I, I love going on Facebook marketplace and just, I type in figures and, and see what comes up like a couple of days ago, uh, a lady in, in where I live, she was selling five Hasbro old Hasbro figures, uh, demolition dug in, uh, in the two different ultimate warriors, 12 bucks. And I'll do it. I message do it. Her, like, hey, I'll, I'll pick them up tomorrow. How about 15 bucks? And she's like, done. So I met the lady in a uh, school parking lot, gave her 15 bucks and I love them. Like they're just in a plastic bag. I'll never play with those <laughs> old ones. They're just going to sit there. And uh, I, I did bring them out and, and my son was like, oh, like, yeah, let's play with those. So he brings up over his, you know, he has like 50 of like the newer style, you know, the taller guys, they all look very similar. And he brings in his ring. He's like, let's play with the new guys. I'm like, no, these guys are, are, are just going to sit there. I'm like, Cause they're kind of like, you know, not flimsy, but I don't want to break a, a Duggan's arm off or I think a, a demolition guy already has like a floppy arm that doesn't really have much spring action to it. But well, yeah, that, the, the Hasbro's, I was going to bring those up next. Uh, the resurgence of those over the last couple of years and the value is ridiculous. Like if you can find the men on card, they go for quite a bit. So even though you got the loose ones there and, I think you could let your kid play with them. I'm sure they'll be okay. Um, another uh, – got sidetracked there. Uh, Jax, the classic superstar line. Now, these were uh, – for me, I love because they made everybody. Everybody had their – a figure. So, I mean, if you wanted Earthquake and Typhoon, you could find it. Doink the Clown. I mean, Yokozuna and, of course, like – Macho Man and Ric Flair and those ones, if you can find those in the box, um, those definitely have some value to it. And then over the years, Mattel took over the license uh, and they have their basics, which are essentially kid toys. You know, they're eight bucks. There's nothing to them, no accessories, you know, hardly any articulation. And then the elites, which are, you know, a little bit better. And then they just came out maybe two years ago with the uh, ultimate edition. And these are some killer action figures and the packaging i mean it's like art it is it is like absolute art um joe brian any any uh interactions with you know do you have the hasbros you have the jacks and the tails anything like that i don't have anything like that uh i grew up and became an adult so that's cool but i do have uh, <laughs> sorry sorry to no sell the uh, oh wait 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 this just came in um that wrestling podcast would like to wish Brian Christie the best in his future endeavors. <laughs> future endeavors. <laughs> Leave the memories alone. Um, no, I've, I've got the, and these are, are still in rotation now, now that I have my two girls. I've got the wrestling squirters. So oh, I, okay. These are perfect for bathtub or in our pool in the backyard. I've got uh, the mega powers here with uh, the Hulkster and Macho. I've got... Uh, were those from when you were younger? Yeah, yeah, these are mine. These are mine. So I don't, I don't remember. I can't date them exactly, but they, they were mine. And uh, yeah, I've got Big Boss Man there. We got uh, Jake the Snake. 
And finally, the one random one, Marty Janetti. We <laughs> determined Marty Janetti, no HBK. He uh, he got put through the barbershop window and got his own uh, squirter guy. So, uh, so my girls have fun with those. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of how it wraps up for me with the figures. But did they make a Carlito spitter? <laughs> oh, missed opportunity if not uh, and uh joe i mean i know you're a, a pop vinyl collector like i am uh any but any interaction with like the jacks and hasbro and stuff like that from when you were younger no i pretty much stopped uh collecting all that after the ljns um i know some friends of mine had like the bone crack cracking uh figures bone crunchers yeah the bone crunchers i remember those but um yeah, I did not have really anything after the LJN for the longest time. I didn't start like getting collectibles again until I was in my late thirties. So that that says a lot. I went from like 10, 10 years old to late thirties, like almost like you know twenty plus years of not buying anything to now buying too much of it. Finally, uh, the official last thing on this action figure thing: the AEW figures that just came out from Jazzwares. They are very well done. Uh, Jeremy Padauer uh, was the creative force behind the classic superstars line. And uh, when I saw the, the mock-ups for the first set of AEW figures, I didn't like them because I thought the box looked too much like a classic superstar. Now um, they're impossible to find in stores. I'm finally starting to see them. Um, you know, the first set was from the first double or nothing. And then, Every line since they've been adding a couple of new people, but then they've doing like an you know another Cody, another Young Bucks, like the the you know the their roster is so big. Every set could be all new people, but you know I don't think they need you know a, 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 a Luther and a you know a Luther figure. You know I don't know if it's going to sell, but my um, Joey Janela. Yes, I want yeah. Nick Densmore. <laughs> <laughs> the AEW figures, though, uh, by Jazzwares, they they they're outstanding. They are hard to find in stores. Uh, ringside collectibles, you can you know pre-order them, but it takes forever to get here. So, uh, moving on from the figures and the toys, uh, one of my favorite things growing up, uh, which I know they make them, but they 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 cannot be a money maker. Pro wrestling magazines. I, you know, where I grew up, we had a, a newsstand. It was called String Hills. And at String Hills, we could, you know, they had comic books and magazines. And it would be like Pro Wrestling Illustrated, The Wrestler. But WWF magazine was my big thing. You know, it was, it was all color. And it was like the shiny vinyl paper, like the good paper. Um, did you guys do any, were you magazine kids at all or... I had the magazines. I had the, uh, you know, the macho man with the championship uh, belt, uh, number one. And they had the inside the WWF magazine. They used to have the catalog to buy the shirts. And you'd see the merch, very young yeah. Stephanie McMahon with the Andre the Giant shirt where you could buy it in Andre size. And it was just the big red hand, if you remember mm -hmm. that. So, yeah, I remember I remember the WWF magazine, but that was the only one that I ever got. Brian, I, I did. Yeah, I did a, a couple of those like pro wrestling illustrated ones. You know, those there would nothing be like consistent, but one would have to like grab me. And I can kind of remember one that teased uh, Hulk and Jimmy Hart 
meeting with Ric Flair to talk about WCW. And I remember picking that one up going, Hey, what's this? And, and that, and I grabbed it and, you know, it, it's funny thinking back on it now that like clearly they were staged photos and like a stage story. <laughs> but at the time, you know, when I'm 11 years old or whatever I was, took it as gospel, like what's going on here. And so definitely I, I had some WWF mag magazines as well at times. Um, but yeah, occasionally I'd find those ones, like you said, like pro wrestling illustrated that would cover all of wrestling and maybe they would have their year end countdowns. So those would be of interest. Um, fun stuff for sure. Fun memories. The, the one cover magazine, I don't, I, I think it was pro wrestling illustrated. It was Ric Flair. He was in a suit. And he had a big bandage on his head, but he's holding the NWA title. And then if you watch some of those early Shawn Michaels documentaries, there are pictures of him as a kid doing like he dressed up like in a suit to to like, you know, pay homage to the nature boys. But when we would go on like family vacations, we'd always, you know, stop at uh, a store like the night before. And I would always get like Archie or Jughead, you know, double digest magazines. And then I got you know, really into, into wrestling. So I'd always get those. And I remember one time, you know, you open it up a little cardboard, you know, you can do a subscription. So it, I had it for one year, one year only, like my mom got it for a year. And I don't remember why I didn't get, uh, why it stopped, but it was just really close to my birthday. And yeah, that was, that was one of the coolest birthday presents is getting 12, you know, one issue delivered to your house a month. Uh, it, it was just cool. It was kind of like a treat, and then it became, you know, every month it would come to the house. But yeah, I loved it. I loved reading it, you know, when you're younger, as, as Brian touched base on, you know, ooh, we're not just watching the program, right? We're watching, we're reading it in there. Ooh, this is, this is juicy stuff. And that's how you would learn about people that weren't on TV, like the, you know, Memphis and, and, and this, you know, all the, you know, Puerto Rico and Mexico, because one of them had, the, the top 10 rankings in the back for every organization. Uh, they had like live card events, you know, house show events. They had the results. Uh, the wrestling magazines were great. And uh, I, I, you know, you go on eBay and if you type in pro wrestling magazines, the, the value and people that the, the, the value that people put on them. And then yet the people that will pay these crazy prices for magazines. I'm, I don't get that. Um, I know I spend money on dumb shit, but uh, the magazines, I don't get it. But I don't know. I think I'm going to go down to like the bookstore and, and buy some wrestling magazines, you know, after we're done with this. Um, moving on to something that has really picked up during the pandemic. Uh, sports cards in general have like become the big investment. Pro wrestling cards are in the boat. They're not as big as the basketball seems to be the top uh, earner and, and things that people are, are buying, but pro wrestling cards. Now, Kevin, I know you have a big binder full of old WCW cards. We've talked about this a million times. Um, you got it right there. I do. I have two binders. actually. What? Woo. So, uh, yeah. Too my... big for one binder. <laughs> one binder like mania a few weeks ago uh yeah like my my pride in jewels is the wwf you know wrestling card collectors album and you know it just it came with packs and in, in the case itself and you know you took the packs out but like everybody every everybody 
you could ever think of like mean gene slick bobby heenan and it's not just like a picture of them you know it's it's bobby heenan but with his logo like they're the very old school uh looking so this one is primarily just my my wwf and then my my big binder it has some wwf in it but majority of it is all old school wcw stuff you know nice Tommy Rich, I don't, uh, Steiner Brothers, Doom, Ricky Morton, Dutch Mantel, Luger, uh, just a lot of good stuff. And I had to go inside my bins, inside my attic, and my wife's like, I didn't even know you had two binders in there. And I'm like, yep, and there better be two next time I go in there. So, <laughs> so Kevin, those WWF cards, are those the ones from 87 by chance? The reason I ask is because that year alone, uh, I've been looking on eBay to try to, to buy some um, individual packs that are still sealed are going for hundreds of dollars for one pack. Uh, if you can find a sealed box, $10,000 people want for this wow. and people are buying um, that 87 has uh, a lot of what is considered rookie cards. Uh, Hulk Hogan, Andre, the Hogan one is going for thousands of dollars. So if you have some of those, you may want to see about getting them graded because uh, just go to eBay and type in wrestling cards because you'll see what is there and then, you know, what the potential value is. And the only reason I bring that up, I bought a pack of cards on eBay recently and uh, it was from the classic line. Like classic was like the shinier cards. Well, on the description on eBay, it said it was an unopened pack. Well, the card, the pack of cards got to my house. I only paid like seven bucks for it. So it wasn't like I, I broke the bank or anything. Well, when I got the cards, the pack was open. And then it dawned on me, the cards in the pack were in the photo listing on eBay. Oh. Uh. I'm like, motherfucker. So I messaged the guy. You know, if, if anybody has bought things on eBay, you know, you're supposed to leave feedback, you know, positive mm -hmm. helps ratings and I'm fine doing it. Don't fucking message me and ask me to leave feedback. I will get to it. But this motherfucker message asking for feedback. And I said, well, eBay says I have to wait seven days to leave negative feedback. And that's all I wrote. He's like, what do you mean? Why would you do that? What's wrong? And I said, look, man, I'm not asking for a refund, but the pack was open and the cards in the picture were the cards in the pack. And he's like, no, -uh, that's not true. You know, look at the listing. I never said it was unopened. Well, um, dumbass didn't think I would take a screenshot that said unopened. And then I said, well, your listing says otherwise. That's all I wrote. Nice. I haven't heard from him since. Uh -huh. um, but what's funny, the guy has a hundred rating or a hundred positives and one negative. Wow. It was the one, this guy. Well, uh, heard of referee Danny Davis would have disqualified him. Uh, <laughs> oh, these cards are 1990. Okay. Like, all 1990. And the, one of the cards that I got in the pack was a Dusty Rhodes. And um, a, it's said to be a rookie card. Now, I've seen it online for hundreds of dollars, but I have a hard time believing that because if it was hundreds of dollars, this guy would not have included it in the pack. For so, bucks, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I mean, pro wrestling cards, I mean, I'm, 
I'm always looking for like the old vintage in a pack, because if you go to YouTube, a lot of people are, are, are breaking packs. And apparently it's a huge business where you could like, I would pay you Joe to buy a case of cards and then you open them and then send me, which I don't understand because opening the packs are like the best part. Right. And I, I really want to try to find some old school cards in the pack. And maybe we do something on YouTube. Maybe if we all look around, you know, wherever we live in our different parts of parts unknown, maybe we can find some old vintage cards and packs. The best thing I though I want to do though is if we find them, I want to chew the gum. Ooh. Crackle, oh, crackle, crackle, crackle. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Brian, were you, you like your that was stale <laughs> 30 years ago? I don't think it would be any better now. It might be a fun thing for you to a whirl. get some clicks. Uh, Brian, were you a card guy as a kid? I was. I, I didn't have a ton of wrestling cards. I definitely had a lot of football and basketball, but I do have, and I got to do the same thing. Uh, Kevin did just in my my basement with all my cards. I know I've got a binder of Attitude Era cards. Ooh, okay. And so I, I'll have to pull those out. I apologize for not uh, having it ready for today, but I can just picture like I don't I don't have any picture right now of anybody great. Like I'm picturing Crash Holly and Taz and Mighty Molly, you know, now, now a uh, Hall of Hall Famer. Of Famer. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so it went up from five to 10 cents. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to do some looking on that. Okay, great. That'd we'll, be awesome. We'll see what we can come up with, but, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the cards just in general, it's, it, it's interesting to see how it comes back. Cause it was like a dead industry. I thought for years and years and just because of the pandemic or some other connection reason, they're hotter than anything right now. There is a documentary on Netflix. Um, do you guys remember Stu Stone? Who's an actor. Uh, him and the Jamie Kennedy did a song called Rolling with Saget. Um, no. Anybody? Anybody? Well, anyway, Stu Stone did a documentary on Netflix, and it's about baseball cards and, and how it was a dead industry. And then literally two years later, it, it's insane. <laughs> One thing that uh, you guys have made Peacock jokes throughout the course of this program, you know, Peacock bought the WWE Network about a month ago. And in the time since, NBC Universal has been editing programming on the WWE Network. So um, I'm glad I never gave away or sold my DVDs. I have hundreds of them. I, I created the WWE Network before there was a WWE Network. That's how many DVDs I have. So with Peacock editing stuff out, physical media is your only opportunity to see some of these great things. Brian, you love DCW. How's that going to work? That's a, that's a great question. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if uh, the censors get a hold of all the ECW content, then – Whoa, boy. We're going to see what ends up staying on random YouTube links and whatever else. Uh, it's, a, it's a different time, man. You're right. Different time. I still have like 20, 25 DVDs. I would say since I was paying for the WWE Network. <laughs> uh, I, oh, oh, okay. I don't think so much for my lawyer. As a, uh, I, I don't think I've watched one of those. Right. And, and they've just been in a box, but I, I can definitely see going back and hopping in the rise and fall of ECW. I think that one's gotten the most play uh, uh, of, of a 
lot of my DVDs. It's just a fun watch. And a lot of DVDs are how you would see people coming up. You know, I've got a bunch of Kevin Steen, a.k.a. Kevin Owens from the Indies, the Young Bucks, a lot of Ring of Honor type DVDs. So while majority of them are WWE, um, you know, the I, I have a lot of indie stuff, and that's what I, the, the, I'll throw those in from time to time. Uh, I don't have a lot of them, but the ones I have are the ones that are going to be pretty much taken off of Peacock. I have the Attitude Era collection. Oh, DVD, okay. So, like, that's going to be gone. Uh, I have the Best of Raw 15th Anniversary DVD, which is, has the top 100 moments of uh, Raw from like 90, what, from 93 to whatever 15 years afterwards was it don't make me do math 2008 okay. there you go oh, uh and then i have the uh cassettes of them too and i have the cassette of the unedited dx one where uh triple h kidnaps michael cole to uh be his co-host if you guys have ever seen that one that one's pretty classic but there's a lot of things on there that would not fly especially where they're making the pot jokes of x-pac and road dog hey it's oh. 420 in the production booth right now and you can just see smoke coming from there and everything so <laughs> yeah that's that's not gonna make it either but yeah i'm a i was i was bummed but in reality like kevin said it's like how often did you watch the dvds when uh we had the network i didn't really watch a lot of it when it was on the network anyway i would never go back and say i want to watch raw from july of 98 or i want to watch ecw from november of 95 i just never did it so if it's gone leave the memories alone a lot of the DVDs that I got to were when WWE would do like the releases of like The Rock and it would be like the DVD of his journey, like the documentary. And then and here's like his 12 matches. Right. So like I have the Triple be, H I, and Macho Man one of those two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I remember there's a, a great Jericho one. There's a great Edge one. Like so I remember getting a lot of those DVDs. And so. I would think on the network, those will still survive, at least in, in most forms. But I mean, some of the ones you mentioned, Joe, maybe not so much, but, but those were <laughs> just those were more just my the one that's purchases. the attitude era. That's right. gone. Yeah, right. it's all gone. All gone. And and Brian, those documentaries, I had a bunch of those. The the first Jericho one was outstanding. And yeah. then the one that broke the mold was the CM Punk yes, documentary. That was a great one. Because that's when they were going to Ring of Honor and getting footage and unbelievable and using licensed music and stuff like that so uh those are those are definitely uh, uh great ones but i actually just bought two wrestling dvds recently um during a pro wrestling tea sale they sell the uh aw pay-per-views and i bought the, the first double or nothing and revolution from last year because i was there and i've never seen them like i've never watched them and for some reason they have their matches the matches from those ones aren't on YouTube. So um, I did buy those two DVDs just because um, I was there and, you know, I wanted to have them. So uh, the last thing for merchandise, T-shirts. Now, we did the what are you wearing segment earlier. I'm the, the peer pressure king on this one with these guys. Um, you know, when we were planning for the podcast, I said, you know, I want to do this thing with shirts. You got to buy shirts. I've got hundreds of wrestling shirts most of them in my garage and storage uh and over time you will see them uh whether i'm wearing them or maybe i'll just do a you know go through a bin you know on youtube but uh wrestling shirts i appreciate you guys taking part 
Um, I know uh, it took a little bit of a, you know, I had to, I had to donate to the fund, but the, with the gift cards at Christmas, but uh, uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, I know Joe, you, you said a couple episodes back, you had like five wrestling shirts and now you've like quadrupled it. Um, What is your, do you remember your first wrestling shirt? I got to say it was the Y2J shirt because I was at Survivor Series 99 and I didn't buy them as a kid. And if I did, I don't remember having them. But the first one I bought that was like, you know, from WWF.com uh, where they had it at the, you know, merchandise event was the Y2J with the what it means, the definition on the back. That was like my first one. And then I went online two months later and bought the Jericho-holic one, which has the 12 steps of being a Jericho-holic. So I have that one as well. Obviously a big Jericho fan. Um, And then I bought the knockoff uh, NWO Wolfpack one, which says bad is back and it has arrived on the back. And I did see the Goldberg sucks Austin rules shirt, but I didn't buy that. But um, it just started going more and more. And then of course, when I started talking with you guys and going to more events i started buying the austin 316 and now i got about 20 plus shirts my mom uh you know single parent household we didn't have a lot of money but i remember uh like you know memorable birthdays and christmases and i remember it was the only shirt i had for a long time was just the classic yellow hulkamania shirt uh when i was younger younger and then uh and and i have to mention this because it Pokes fun at me and my fandom, but uh, uh, <laughs> in high school, yep. before I get to that high school, it was kind of like a badge of honor to wear wrestling shirts too, because you kind of would realize, okay, this guy uh, also likes wrestling. So I remember, like, you know, some days, you know, you're wearing the NWO shirts, and like, even if you didn't know the kid, you know, you go talk to him, you know, you make friends. But when I was a junior in high school, Back-to-back years, uh, World War III came to the Palace of Auburn Hills in Auburn Hills, Michigan. And I remember when I was a junior, I got so excited because I was like, okay, my uncle's going to take me. My uncle was loaded at that time, so I knew he was going to probably buy me a shirt. Right? So I was Because like, he was drunk? No. He was, oh, no, no, no. I mean <laughs> loaded as in money. Uh, so we go... Uh, and I was like, he gave me X amount of dollars. I'm waiting in line. And all these shirts are, are up, right? You got Hogan, you got Macho Man, you got NWO, uh, Outsiders, everyone. And I was just like in awe, right? Because I get in a candy store. The one I end up picking is Conan shirt. And it's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I wish I, I, it's still somewhere in my mom's basement. It has to be. I, I, I don't remember ever throwing it out. Uh, but it was like, an animated shirt and it was like uh uh kind of like uh was it gruff with, with the crime dog McGruff, McGruff the crime dog kind of like it looks like him but it is a backwards animated hat and he's leaning against like a dog house and it just says like conan and then i have to find it if i find it i i look forward to you guys making fun of me or maybe even complimenting me on a future uh what are you wearing yeah, I mean, I had to, I had to let you speak on that. But is that the K Dog shirt you were talking? The the legendary yeah. K Dog shirt is that the one? That's, that's the K Dog shirt. Yeah. Oh. I, I have. Um, yeah, you need to find that. 
my first wrestling shirt was um, the British Bulldogs. They had a Raglan shirt. Uh, it was the the white with the red sleeves, and it had the 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 you know the Union Jack flag. I got it at um, WrestleMania three. Uh, I watched it at the Palace Theater in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, on closed circuit, and they had merchandise set up. Which, looking back, that's pretty great. Like I wish that was still a thing. Like regardless of whether it's closed circuit or, uh, you know, going to a venue to watch a pay-per-view. I wish they had a merch stand, but to my knowledge as a kid, that is the only time I remember that happening. But the British Bulldogs Raglan shirt was my favorite. And they keep making these, you know, very similar, but not, it's not the same. And I wish WWE would put it out. I mean, it's their IP. So make the shirt WWE, but the British Bulldogs was my first one. And a million after and brian uh we'll we'll wrap up with you do you remember your first wrestling shirt i looked it up the date was april 12th 1997 i went to a wcw house show at the palumbo center in pittsburgh jay because uh wcw couldn't run a civic arena slash mellow arena and I bought a NWO for life shirt. I had the four and the life under the classic white NWO. Um, so yeah, that was my first one. I never had one as a kid. Just, you know, always was a big fan. Never had one. I uh, would love to run down the six match card. If you guys have, a please card. do, please do. Uh, before you do. Yes. I just bought that shirt, a vintage one. So I have it. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I, I think it life. eventually is left my household but uh let's run down the card uh let me before you do let me guess i want to guess because i know some some wrestlers here the big the big the big boys didn't do house shows right so your main event was probably something like i don't know scott hall against like glacier (laughs) um i was the glacier versus the cat I'm going to say Lex Luger versus uh, Conan. All right, Brian, run down the card from 1997. We opened with some classic WCW cruiserweight action. Rey Mysterio Jr. defeats Super Callow. One of those guys turned out to be something. The other never heard from again. Wasn't Um, Super Callow Jerry Lynn? (sighs) I feel like maybe that was somebody else, but. Okay. We'll, we'll look All right, that. go ahead. Um, next was Conan, a man who we just referenced. He defeated the chairman, La Parca. Some, some Mexican Lucha Libre adjacent uh, there. Um, what the do next, I? Yes. The next match, Buff Bagwell defeating, I believe it was his former tag partner, Scotty Riggs. Riggs. Oh. The American, American Miles. The yeah, American males explode. explode. <laughs> Only at the Palumbo Center. Um, next match, a, a one that I guess you would say would would help would uh, hold up. Jeff Jarrett defeats Chris Jericho. Ooh, okay. Couple, uh, right. couple of mainstays there. Two matches left. We had a three-way tag match. Lex Luger and the Giant. So pretty good. Defeat the Public Enemy. And Harlem Heat. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we had that. And then your main event, DDP defeats Kevin Nash. 
Wow. Um, not went too, to a house show. Not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. And I, I'll have to look at, into it more. I feel like... So this is December of 97, right? So this is this is NWO. This is Crow Sting. I feel like Sting did come out of the rafters. And it was like, uh, holy shit. Like, I never would have guessed that would have happened at a house show. I'll do some more digging and I'll get back to you maybe next week. Oh, so yeah, wrestling shirts are my favorite. Um, you know, I think it's because they're the least expensive. And, you know, you buy one, get one for a dollar. Uh, you know, a lot of places have the discount codes and, you know, pro wrestling tees. You can get a, a wrestling t-shirt from anybody. Uh, Whatamaneuver.net. Get your That Wrestling Podcast t-shirts. And uh, any of the merchandise that we talked about, if you got something uh, you want to contribute, put that on social media at That WrestlePod. You can send a Gmail, thatwrestlepod at gmail.com. And now it's time for America's favorite, 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 America's favorite feature, the five count. That wrestling podcast presents the five count. That's right. It is the five count. Every week we pick a topic and we run down our five count favorites this week. It is our five count favorite merch items, whether we own them, don't own them. Let's get started with Joe. What is your five count favorite merchandise items? All right. I am going to go with number five, the wrestling album, Pile Driver, volume two. I own that one. I wish I still had it, but uh, my brother ended up taking it and he lives uh, in southern parts of unknown. So I'm not going to go back down there and try to get it from him, but I remember loving that album as a kid. So number five, the wrestling album pile driver with Hogan on the cover. Number four, the toy championship titles. I'm a fan of those ones because those are more for kids. Not the, like, of course I would love to have the big gold belt like Jason has. Uh, That would be awesome. But I use the championship titles when I was in college, we would use it for like Madden tournaments or NHL on the PlayStation one tournaments, like the, you know, have a couple guys over, have a couple drinks. And then at the end they'd have the belt and they'd, or sorry, championship title. And they no, carried you, it around. You, we say, say belt here. here. We right. say belts well, here. You, you, don't the, work, you don't work for New York. so you can I do just, not work <laughs> for New York. So, yes, we would have the belt. We put it over our shoulder and we try, like, you know, try to be, uh, you know, big BAs. Number three. You can swear here too, Joe. I choose not to. Number three would be, Brian mentioned it earlier in this episode, the Thumb Wrestlers. Oh, he yeah. had it on his birthday cake. It made number three on my list. They came in packs of two which was awesome as oh, a yeah. kid because wow. you'd always have someone to go against and they would be just randoms. Like you'd have one that would have Hogan versus Nikolai Volkov, but then the next one Volkov would be with junkyard dog or something like that. So I love the thumb wrestlers. Uh, number two, I never had these, but I always wanted one. The wrestling buddies pillows, ultimate warrior, Hogan, macho man, big boss man, I think had one as well. So if you're ever down in Cobb County, Georgia, try looking for one of those. And number one, it's obvious. You can't go wrong. LJNs, the wrestling toys. That was my number one. I, 
I could have put anything else on there. I even thought of putting like pop vinyls, but nope. LJNs are the original. They're the bad boys. They're the ones you got to go with. So that is my five count. Brian, since you're the biggest collector. Wait a minute. No, you're not. Why do you dictate who goes next? Why not? Let's go with Brian. Reason enough for me. So, you know, I, 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 I half jokingly teased earlier about, hey, I grew up and I, re- I do kind of feel strongly about that. You know, merchandise, that's for kids, man. And that's good. And it's cool to be that an adult and into it, too. But the things that I picked, uh, at least four of the five are primarily focused on kids. And my number five is a foam finger and foam fingers. I feel like that started in the 80s with Hulk. I also considered Rob Van Dam the new Hall of Famer because he had the <laughs> ones that went in. Stone Cold had the middle finger, which I'm like, my God, how did they get away with that? But the one I chose was Daniel Bryan with the yes foam fingers. What's more fun back in the, the, the time of the yes movement than doing the yes chant in a sold out arena? Now you can put the giant foam fingers on and do it in a sold out arena and be taller than everybody else. So I thought that was really cool. Very clever for such a, such a crazy phenomenon that the yes movement was my number four didn't have this either, but as a kid went, that's badass. Or, or maybe as a kid, I said, that's bad, but if that's it's B.A. It's B.A. The Legion of Doom spike shoulder pads. Yeah. Yeah. Those look so cool. I mean, LOD road warriors, when they came out, they were so intimidating. And a big part of that was those spike shoulder pads. You went, you are not messing with these guys. So that's my, my number four, seeing that as a kid, I thought you'd be extra tough with that. My number three is, is on your list too, Joe, the wrestling buddies. I never had a wrestling buddy and I always wanted a wrestling buddy. Never got it. Yeah. Hogan warrior. I know my friends had and you know who as a kid didn't play wrestling on their bed and jump and do suplexes with their pillow and everything. So that's just the perfect toy. I don't know if they, they make those anymore, but they need to. My number two, we've talked about this on the show before. Goldberg sucks. Austin rules the shirt. <laughs> Somebody's got to get it for me. I, I, to summarize it, I bought it twice. I never got it in the mail. They always sent me the wrong ones. That's my number two. So hope maybe one of these days we'll, we'll knock that off the list for real. And finally, my number one, the winged eagle title belt. Now that one I could see getting now and, and really appreciating it. Hulk Hogan wore the winged eagle. Macho Man wore the winged eagle. Andre, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, and I believe Stone Cold retired it. He got the new belt like the next day after Mania 14. It's classic, classic belt. Why did they change it? Who knows? Maybe merchandising wise. But that's my number one. That would be pretty special. The winged eagle belt. Well, Brian, you can get you can get the Goldberg sucks Austin rules shirt on eBay. So it'll be a reproduction, uh, but Still, if you want it, it is available. You can find it. So for mine, um, the we talked about action figures earlier. And these ones, uh, I never understood why, but I always thought they were the coolest. The maximum sweat line. You put <laughs> water in the back and they would, they would sweat. 
I don't know why. I always thought the Maximum Sweat ones were cool. So that's my number five. The number four, uh, the Million Dollar Belt. Now, real good one. It was just something that was so different, and you know, obviously, it's it'll never come back, which is great. Like it doesn't need to come back. But I, you know, I want to. Uh, every time there's a sell on, on WWE shop, I look at it. I'm like, maybe, but no, I don't, I haven't pulled the trigger, but maybe, uh, you know, down the road, uh, I would, uh, pick it up. You know, might that might be, uh, maybe, maybe triple H will bring that to NXT and Cameron Grimes can bring back the million dollar belt. Uh, number three, I actually own this one. Uh, Joe, you wanted pile driver. I prefer the wrestling album. <laughs> now, That's what's great. great about this, this particular version, this came out on Record Store Day a couple years ago. And uh, it was, a, it was a, you know, it was, it was a hard find. But not only do you get the wrestling album, one, you get the wrestling album, two, Paul Driver on Collector's Yellow Vinyl. Wow. And Joe, if you would like, because you're my friend. I have another copy of this in plastic if you would like to purchase it for a, a reasonable price. I will trade you four Little Caesar WCW hologram cards for it. Uh, $400, I heard. If you have 400 cards, oh, maybe we'll oh, talk. Not bad. Um, but no, the wrestling album was just one of those things I remember as a kid. I had it on cassette. Um, you know, it's got... You know, don't go messing with a country boy. Oh, yeah. Tutti Fruity. That's Brian's favorite. He loves that's when he sings. <laughs> Grab them cakes. Real American, which, little known fact, on this album, it's not for Hulk Hogan. It's for Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda, the U.S. Talking. Express. Yep. That's awesome. Uh, and then uh, Hulk Hogan's theme, which is the, I believe, the theme for the uh, rock and wrestling or the, the cartoon. Hulk Hogan's wrestling, rock and wrestling cartoon. Uh, yeah, so I uh, I definitely enjoy this from time to time. I'll throw this on the turntable uh, and, and listen. So the wrestling album is my number three. Uh, number two is another item I have, uh, but it's on a shelf, and I'm not bringing it all down just for this. Uh, there'll be some pictures uh, right now. It is the big gold belt. Uh, it was given to me as a gift uh, by my wife when I graduated college uh, many years ago. And over the course of the years, I got Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan to autograph the belt. So it's just been on a shelf. And now um, I, I'm, I'm going to get it. I'm going to take it to like a Hobby Lobby or a Michaels and I'm going to get it framed up. So uh, it'll be a nice display piece. And the number one merch item that I have on my five count this week is something that I like to call the greatest action figure of all time. It is the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Macho Man Randy Savage snap into a Slim Jim figure. This thing is so well done. I mean, it, it, he comes with Slim Jims. Slim Jims. <laughs> this is the greatest figure ever. And uh, that is my, like I said, it, I, I have no intention of taking this out of the, the, the box. Um, the bar, the display box. I mean, it, it it's set up to look like a, a box of Slim Jim. So, uh, the, whoever came up with this idea might be the the smartest person alive. So that is my five count. Uh, Kevin, bring it home. 
some similar, but the good thing is I made a 10 count just in case. There's a lot of stuff that I owned uh, uh, as a kid. Uh, my number five, uh, it's probably the cheapest thing. Uh, just six years ago, WrestleMania, uh, I mentioned uh, during my intro video, you know, the get to know, get to know us videos uh, that my uh, wife and I, we went to Santa Clara for WrestleMania and leading up to it, I swear for a good couple months, she just kept on saying, I just want a gold dust mask. That's all I want. I just want a gold dust mask. Leading up, we went to Alcatraz day before WrestleMania. I want a gold dust mask. So I'm like, girl, I don't know if they're going to sell them there. Lo and behold, right when we get there, semi trucks loaded up everywhere. Gold dust mask, five bucks or it was 10 bucks. And, and she wore that thing for like a portion of WrestleMania. Uh, my son was born. I put the gold dust mask when he was like a month old. My cat's worn it. I always try to scare my family with it. It's just more sentimental. It's nothing cool, but I, I still own it. It's in great shape. Uh, put it on. I will put it on to do talk about the rest of my five count. Now, Kevin, I was at that WrestleMania and I didn't know you were there because we weren't really, we didn't really talk at that time. Um, and I was very impressed with, with Laura and, and the gold dust mask. We met up later that night in the Hulk Hogan shirt. So uh, props to her for, for taking part in, in that. So no, she, I'm, I'm very lucky because she she tolerates uh, my love for, for pro wrestling. Uh, number four, uh, I did mention this uh, uh, or it kind of went around. Uh, my son has a couple toy belts. He, kicks my ass on the regular, uh, defending and, uh, defending those belts. Uh, but I did always want a, like a real belt, right? It, it, even if it just sits on the shelf, I just, I just feel like, I don't know if I would take it to live shows. I don't think I would. I just want no, no, don't do it. Unless you're going to defend it. Don't take it anyway. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I've always thought, you know, just the big gold, world championship belt was, was one that I always wanted. It looked awesome. One growing up, it was just so big, you know, and, and bigger, the better, you know, when, when, when you're growing up. So that was number four. Uh, number three, I showed them a lot earlier. My Hasbro's, my LJN's. I, I just love figures. Uh, I'll never get rid of them. I'll be 50, 60, 70 years old. And, and whenever I die, my kid's going to take them and hopefully he Loves them as much as I do. Number two, I always wanted a Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy. Uh, my friend, I, I've said it to you guys before, growing up, my damn friend, Alan, had multiple wrestling buddies. Fucking Alan. Always yeah. wanted one. Hate Alan. I always wanted a Hulk Hogan wrestling buddy growing up. Because, you know, you always see the commercials you know, you wrestle with them and then it's like, oh, let's watch a movie and he can just hang out with me and watch Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number one, uh, when you guys were going through your five counts, I was like, oh, please don't say this. Please don't say this. And you guys didn't. Growing up, you know, Brian, you mentioned LOD walking down the, the aisle with the shoulder pads. You know, you get just memorable things, you know, uh, Brutus the Barber with, with his scissors, different things. Growing up, all I ever wanted to be is in that front row where Bret Hart would take oh, off yeah. sunglasses and give them to a lucky kid. Like, I was always just like, 
Fucker. You're like, what? You you can swear on this show, just so you know. I was always so jealous, right? And and I actually was looking them up earlier. Uh, and Jay, you can flash up a a pair of them when I'm talking. Like, I might just buy a pair because I want to see like, how you see through those. Like, I was always yo- like younger. How do you see through those reflective pink glasses? Uh, Your eyes. Well, one way to do it. Thanks, Captain. Get it, yeah, get it right. I, I always really wanted those Brett gla- uh, Brett <laughs> hot pink sunglasses. Still do. That is a great five count. The uh, the Bret Hart glasses. I always thought maybe that he knew that kid that he was giving it to, uh, but it was a different kid in every city. And if a grown man knew a different kid in every city, uh, that might be a little problematic. We'll be back next week with another edition of the five count who made your five count let us know on social media using the hashtag twp five count before we get out of here this week we are introducing a brand new feature to the show that we like to call promo mania now originally we bought the very expensive promo 5000 prize wheel uh unfortunately we couldn't figure out how to make it work on camera so therefore we are going to go uh, digital, virtual, and uh, the premise is this. Joe is our wheel man. He's going to spin the wheel, and it has all of our names on it, and one of us will have to do a promo based off of a list of topics that have been predetermined. So let's go to the wheel man. Joe, let's spin the wheel and see who is giving the promo next week. All right, here we go. Love the sound effect. Brian. Come on. And, and, and like it says, and the winner is. Are there any winners <laughs> in this? Probably not. So oh, next man. show, well, Brian will be doing a promo, which could be on man buns, local commercials, motivational posters, or one of my <laughs> favorites, wine coolers so brian are you ready to find out your fate for promos i i am hoping for motivational posters because i'll do john cena all day every day That's <laughs> all right let's I'm find ready. out let's see what i got pressure luck right now <laughs> no whammies no whammies stop on gum <laughs> Wire hangers it is. So next week, Brian is going to show wire hangers who's boss. Oh, my. Wow. Outstanding. All right. The challenge has been laid down. I'm ready. We are out of time for this week on That Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for everyone that has listened, subscribed, commented, followed, uh, rated, reviewed. And thanks to We Are Wasted for our entrance music. Dangerous Darren for the uh, voiceover. Brian, Kevin, Joe. Uh, Thanks for being a part of this. And we will talk to you next week because we are out of time. Thanks for listening. Follow That WrestlePod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three. That's it.